Hello and welcome to the Catholic Duluth Show. The Catholic Duluth Show is a parish community podcast serving the parishes of St. Lawrence and Holy Family in Duluth, Minnesota. Uh, thanks for joining us today. My name is Dan Rhoda, and with me is Father Eli Gieske. How are you doing today, Father Eli? Good. Yeah, it's a cold one, but it's good. Yeah, yeah. It's a. Uh, it's been. It's been very, very chilly. Yeah. Like yeah. I don't know. Like last like five days. Yeah. It's kind of. It, we usually have at least like one week like this in the winter, and yeah. if we. We sort of forget about it all the time. It's like, oh, that's right. This is what it feels like to be Minnesotan winter. Yeah. 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 I think the the coldest it got this weekend, like where I was, was like negative 24. Yeah. And that like wasn't wind chill. That was just how cold it was. I was yeah. like, ah, oh, this is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody was saying it was like 32 below somewhere. And I was like, wow. Like, if you think about it gets 80, 90 degrees here in the summer, that's quite a... Yeah. It's quite a sh- shift of weather. Yeah, I was talking to my aunt this weekend, and she's in Florida right now. So I was, I was <laughs> like, "You want to just do a quick, like, little, little switch?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, um. Well, is there anything going on this week that uh, that uh, our yeah. listeners need to know about? Let's see. The usual things. So we have RCIA. Right of Christian Initiation for Adults on Tuesday, tonight. Um, we have Wednesday nights. Uh, we have the Older Disciples this week. Um, no funerals yet, which is a good thing, I guess. Yeah. Um, getting ready for Lent, I guess, you know. Um, got some things in the works, just preparing and getting ready. But And that's that's n- next Wednesday? Next Wednesday, is the, the 17th. Yeah. Yeah, I saw... Um when I was down at Holy Family, I saw they had little, like, Magnificat Lenten companion yeah. Yeah. booklets. Yeah. And it's just one of those where you're like, oh, right, that's, that's like, coming up next week. Coming up next week. Kind of sn- sneaks it's, up on you. It's going to be here before we know it, yeah. So, yeah. Um, great. Well, uh, would you open us in a quick prayer? Sure. May the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Father, we ask your blessing as we are here today. Uh, we ask your bless our conversation and open our hearts to you, and we ask you to bless our listeners as well as they, as they um, make their journey, and may this conversation be an inspiration for them to uh, keep seeking you and keep uh, trying to, to live the life of the church, live the life of Christ in, in their daily lives. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father. Uh, well... Uh, so this past weekend, I had um, the opportunity to go and spend time on retreat with um, about like 100 college students from cool. UMD. So uh, yeah, it was a really really great experience. Um, so where, where was that? Yeah, so it was in uh, uh, Breezy Point Resort in Breezy Point, Minnesota, uh-huh. which is uh, kind of by Brainerd. Yeah, yeah, just just north of north Brainerd, kind of Lake Country over in like Nisswa area. Yeah. So. Uh, so yeah, they, it was this conference that was put on by, uh, by Focus, um, my former employer. Yeah. So Focus stands for? Yeah, it's a fellowship of Catholic university students. Yeah. And so every year they put on a big national conference and it, they're normally, they're like the first week of the new year or right over the new year. And, you know, they've had like 15,000, you know, kids, I think maybe the highest one was like 18,000 uh-huh. like r- people who have been coming to these conferences and they've 
uh, and you know, like I went to them when I was in college, and then um, you know, I, obviously, like working for them, I went to those conferences, and they've they've really kind of grown over the years. Uh, I think the first one I went to, there was like five thousand people, and then huh. like the last one, I guess the last one I wasn't there in person was twenty nineteen. It was like eighteen thousand, so it was pretty cool to see the growth of that there. Yeah. Um, but then, uh, I mean, w- with COVID and everything this year, they weren't really able to have a, a an in person conference. But so they did, um, they did like a virtual one and live streamed everything. And so, uh, but a lot of places and like college campuses decided to have uh, their own kind of like in person conference sure. um, that they could uh, that, that that they could do. So um, UMD. Uh, did theirs in Breezy Point, and uh, I was invited to go back as like there's a handful of like alumni uh, that came back and helped out. Um, so yeah, that was a, just a really great experience, and cool. it was it was fun to kind of see see some old friends, and, uh, and then also just kind of be be a part part of that conference too, yeah. and be around um, the the kind of youth of the church. Yeah. Uh, so so yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a good, really good experience. And there's just some takeaways that I had from from this last weekend that uh, kind of wanted to yeah, s- tell us about share and, those things. and 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 have a have a conversation about because it I mean it was it was just uh, I guess starting off with the first takeaway and the first takeaway is that it's really good to uh, go on retreat <laughs> <laughs> like one, I don't I I guess I I don't know if there if the church has always said like oh like you know, once a year you should go on a retreat. I know, like priests normally, like right, you have a, like you're uh, highly recommended to go on yeah. like canonical uh, retreat is what they okay. call it. So okay. you're supposed to do a retreat every yeah. year, and it varies in how priests do it. Some are it's more like a vacation. Others are more like I'm going to a monastery and I'm just going to be praying the whole time. So yeah. it varies quite a bit on what guys do. But yeah, it's, yeah, it's, there's I've heard it like the the adage like a week a year. Uh, a day a month an hour a day or something like that kind of in terms of like sure taking time for for kind of stepping back from life so yeah but yeah that's a great that's a great takeaway yeah yeah and and i mean i would say probably this was more of like more i mean it it is a conference so it wasn't really necessarily a retreat but um but i know like for me that was something that I had like a lot more prayer time than i normally had and Mm -hmm. um just had a lot of really good uh just information come in mm-hmm. and you know some challenging yeah uh just like where i am but it's but i think the part that r- was so good for me was getting out of just my normal day to day and even um you know even if you just try to like like oh i'm going to take like a retreat day or something um but stay in you know like in your house in your house yeah like it's i don't I, it's a I different mean, feel isn't yeah. it yeah, and I think like some people could probably do that really well. I don't think I could. Like it's like I think that's something I really needed was just to get away and uh, be around people that were all like looking for the same thing mm-hmm. and like striving to like know Christ in a deeper way. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was that was really good. Just like for me, just to get out and um, yeah, because I, I think I think we just get so caught up in the day to day and just like the like mundaneness of life um and it's easy to do because mm-hmm. there's just something to, there's always something to do so it, yeah it was good to get out um which you know that's probably easier said than done which is why i was like oh i haven't done this for like two years sure yeah yeah it's definitely uh, i 
the church asks priests to do it, and in some ways, it's kind of nice that we're kind of expected or required because it kind of makes us do it. Whereas for the laity, I often try to encourage people to to take, go on retreat, go on a retreat with your spouse, go, you know, take some time. And and people are like, yeah, I know I should, but it's it's hard to find time and to schedule it and take time away from work and all those things. And so yeah, it's I think it's something we know we ought to do, but it's hard to fit it in. And then when we actually do it, it's like, wow, why don't I do this more often? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I think, uh, even just, I mean, growing up, going to retreats and going to like survive camp and like all that kind of Mm -hmm. stuff, like, uh, you know, normally there is like a retreat high, you Mm -hmm. know, Mm -hmm. that like the first couple of days after the retreat, you're just like, man, like my life has changed. My life has changed. (laughs) I'm a different person. And then like, (laughs) it's kind of funny. Like when I got back from, the retreat uh, or the conference yesterday. Um, like there's a bunch of people over at my house or not a, not a bunch, but there, there was a handful of people over at my house for to watch Super the, the Super Bowl and just like walking in and I, got, I had all my stuff and I'm tired and, and I was just like, oh, and just like my mentality, like it was almost like instant that I was just like, but I caught myself and just like things that I was thinking. I was like, hey, just relax. And like, <laughs> you just got off retreat. <laughs> um, but it was like, triggered by like three things right away that I'm like, I'm annoyed by this. I'm annoyed by this. Oh, this person's here. (laughs) (laughs) So it was just funny how, like how fast and immediate that happened. Um, But it was, at least I was able to like catch it and be like, okay, you're fine. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so like, I think it's, it's good for us to have those kind of experiences. And, you know, I think that's something that like we've even talked about, like, oh, we want to be able to have some sort of like retreat experience for people, per, yeah, parishioners, for, yeah. for parishioners and for people to, to come to you. Cause, cause yeah, it's definitely something that if you're not really in that world, it's so hard to do and it's not even a thought really. Yeah. I think you know? sometimes too people like, I want to do a retreat. Well, how do I do it? Where yeah. do I go? What do I like? Uh, you know, for me, I've done enough retreats now where I can, I think pretty comfortably just go off to somewhere that's quiet and just, pray and it's usually okay I mean, once in a while it's nice to do a directed one or something like that but for a lot of people who have never done those kind of retreats it's like what do I do like what where do I go what are, how do I do this so it can be a little daunting yeah um, I know a lot of seminarians do like the like 30 day silent retreat did you did you do that I never did the 30 day okay. yeah um, yes yeah, some of our guys did I'm trying to think of who all has done it I I want to say I know Father Daniel has did you was he at the conference? He was in Brainerd, uh, but no, no, he 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 wasn't there. Okay, okay. so uh, I'm sure there's a few others. Um, maybe Father Thomas Gallano, who's up in I Falls now, but yeah, it's a uh, it's a little daunting. Thirty yeah, days, yeah, yeah. But I think most people, once they've been in it and done it, it's like, well, you know, you kind of get in the rhythm, and mm-hmm. it's just a way of life for that thirty days, which. For most of us, it's kind of like astounding to even fathom that. But yeah, yeah, I think the most I've done was like a three-day retreat, and it was probably actually like a two and a half-day sure. silent retreat. Sure. And yeah, you don't even get into you don't even like get comfortable in the silence until like two days into it. <laughs> right. Right. So yeah, I've done an eight-day a number of times. Like in seminary, we'd always do an eight-day. Uh, since I've been a priest, most of my retreats have been like a Sunday night through a Friday or Monday through a Friday or something. It's just easier to schedule with the parish life. So, yeah. But, yeah. 
Uh, well, my second takeaway yeah. was just, um, I was just very uh, convicted and like maybe reconvicted in the need for, like the need for everyone in the church, mm-hmm. for the entire body. Um, and it was because it, like, it was awesome to be there and see, like we had a handful of priests in c- come in one day for confessions. And then we had a couple of the handmaids were there. So it's great to see like the sisters there. Mm-hmm. And then there's, you know, all these college students and then um, a handful of alumni. And, you know, I think other than me and maybe, maybe there's one other person that works like still in the church or does ministry, but everyone else just has a normal job, mm-hmm. you know, um, um, more just, you know, in like public sector job. And then, um, and then uh, it, was, it was actually really great because there was uh, people who were doing like audio and visual because uh, the entire thing was live streamed and then they were like also live streaming like Father Mike was there and they were still live streaming his talk because he gave one of the keynotes. So there's just these people that like I'm pretty sure like none of them are Catholic mm-hmm. and uh, just, just to like see them there and they're, you know, experiencing everything just the way that everyone else is. So like mm-hmm. that was just um, like really, it was just, there, there was such a like dynamic um, where there is all parts of the church and even like outside of the church and to see everyone interacting and everyone bringing something. Mm. And, uh, and yeah, like, I think it was, it was just really cool, uh, to see that. And, um, yeah, I was, I was just very, uh, just like convicted and even like the speakers, like it was great to see, like there was like Bishop Barron was on there and then a couple like sister, like sister Miriam and there's one other sister, Sister Bethy Madonna of this from the Sisters of Life. So there was just like a handful of like sisters and then lay people and, and it was just it was just great to show like no it's not just it's not just like oh the priests are in charge of this and the sisters do this and and like everyone has like their own job mm-hmm. within the church, but we're all we all need to like we need everybody and we never need everybody to kind of like do their job and their role. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a that's a great takeaway too because as you're talking, I was just thinking like, what's the what's the feel that people have in the parish about that? Like, I wonder, do they all feel like valued and needed and encouraged? Like, you got to live as you know, we like we need you to do your part too, mm-hmm. or is it more like I don't know? That'd be interesting to kind of get people's sense of that and how do we encourage them to to kind of fulfill their role as whether it's laity or deacons or whoever's out there in our parishes, you know, the, the role that we all have, um, is real and God is calling us to be a part of the church and all ages, you know, all generations, everybody. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I, this is more of a sort of anecdote, but, um, I've, I've seen a lot of groups, that are like older people who volunteer in the parish, or they, or they have, like uh, you call it like the kitchen ladies, or the Knights of Columbus, or the uh, Catholic Council or Council of Catholic Women, or different groups, of people that are in the parish, and sometimes you get a sense of like, to be in our group, you have to be, you know, you have to you have to do things our way or whatever, or you have to, and there's sort of a, sometimes these groups get frustrated when nobody wants to join them and it's like well are you are you encouraging people are you welcoming people or are you sort of expecting that they come uh a certain way and then and then they can be part of your group and 
I mean, that's, that's that challenge, I guess, is to the whole church in a sense. When we have people come to our parishes, do we encourage them? Do we help them? Or do we expect them to come a certain way and then we'll accept them as parishioners? You know, it's, mm-hmm. it is interesting. I mean, it's kind of a balance, I guess, but yeah. 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 That's, that's, yeah, that's, that's so true. I, I've, I think um, in the book Divine Renovation, he ta- kind of talks about that. And it's like, and there's, there's like belonging behave and believe and it's like like these three b's and he talks about like the way that it should go is like we should people should know that they belong and then uh they start to like believe and then they behave yeah but we have it like flipped around where it's like you have to behave the way that you're supposed to or that a catholic behaves and then like believe or maybe those two are flipped around i i don't totally remember but but it's like if you get those two right then you can belong yeah, yeah. where um where that that's the way that i think the ch- the, the church kind of it just has maybe drifted to mm-hmm. at some point yeah um and maybe not always and maybe not every parish but that's yeah. just the yeah. way that i think the catholic church is looked at like oh you have to believe you have yeah. to behave mm-hmm. and then you can belong and then you can belong yeah yeah no that's good it's a good reminder for me. I mean, uh, even this last series that we've been preaching about the discipleship, it's uh, it's that balance of like in, uh, calling people on, inviting them to believe what the church teaches and believes, uh, encouraging them, but at the same time, really having a genuine heart and desire that everybody that's out there has a role to play and can fit in the church um, uh, and is being called by God. So, yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. And it kind of makes me think too of like you mentioned this last week that like Deacon John says you got to get people on the bus, but then you got to get people in the right seat on the bus. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something too that I think maybe because we don't have the numbers that we have in the past that we're, it's kind of like, okay, we need, um, like we need someone to do this. And yeah. so it's more of like filling a role mm-hmm. than seeing somebody and being like, hey, wh- what are your gifts? Like, what do you have? Like, like, what do you have to, to offer in the sense of like, like, like what, what do you want to do? Mm-hmm. Like, what are your skills? Where do you feel lend, called? You know? Yeah. yeah. Where do you feel called? Like, where does your charism land? You know? Mm-hmm. And cause if there's somebody that like has the charism for evangelization, but you're just like, yeah, but we need somebody to like, we need somebody to do the dishes in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, oh. and it's like, yeah, that person can do it and maybe they'll just, they're just happy to serve or maybe they're like, Oh, well I don't like, <laughs> I don't want to do this or yeah, yeah. I mean who, I guess who knows but what, what gives you life you yeah, know? When, yeah. We, when we're doing the things that we're we have the charism for or the things that we have a gift for typically we enjoy it more and mm-hmm. it gives us life versus when I do something that I don't enjoy it's hard for me and it, it, it I don't want to keep doing it so mm-hmm. I yeah I've seen that so many times where like somebody joins the parish and they're and everybody's like oh fresh blood let's get yeah. them signed up for everything and pretty soon they're like doing all these things and they're like, is this what it means to be Catholic? Is that I'm, I'm the head knight of Columbus? I'm the head usher at every mass? I'm like, and the, they kind of get burned out. And, yeah. and it's like we kind of cycle through these people who, you know, we're grateful that you're here. We'll give you everything to do. And, uh, and this is what it means to be. And it's like we kind of give them the wrong message, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So. Absolutely. And so yeah, I think, and that's, and then, like, there's a balance there because there's sometimes we're like, well, we need somebody to do this, right, right. And I uh, need somebody clean right now because we don't have a cleaner. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, yeah, ex- exactly. And so, um, and I think that happens a, like that happens a lot with like um, 
like re- religious education mm-hmm. people. Like I know, yeah. um, like my my parents have taught religious ed for years. Like since I was in like fifth grade, they I think that's wow. when they, that's when they started. Wow. And they've been doing it, and like this is the first year my dad's not doing it. And I was talking talking to my mom last week, and so, I guess somebody like mentioned to her like, "Oh, well, why isn't Dave here?" <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, one, he's been, he did this for like the last 20 years. Yeah. And two, he didn't even like it, <laughs> you know? And this is like, that's like, like I, I, like I got and, so angry. And that's where we run into trouble. It's like, <laughs> you know, why, why are we doing this to ourselves? Yeah. yeah. And so, and it's just like, yeah, I mean, I get it. Like somebody has to do it, but at the same time, if we're forcing somebody to do it and they don't want to be there, and yeah. especially if they're working with kids and they don't want to be there, it's like no one's having a good time. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. No, there's there's definitely something about I've I've heard priests say this, and I think Bishop Serba you even used to say this. Like everything you have is there in a parish. You just have to find it and call it forward. And if you don't have something that you're looking for, maybe God isn't calling you to do it. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, that's sometimes a hard reality of like, huh. I really want this. I really want somebody to do this for me. Well, there's nobody here. So maybe we're not supposed to be doing that right now, you know? And, you know, that, that, again, there's a balance to that, but I think that yep. there's some reality sometimes where we have to say, am I forcing this because I want it? Or is this or is this something that God is actually asking us to do? So mm-hmm. I think he does bring forward people uh, when he w- wants something to succeed, so... Yeah, and I, th- I think it's a whole other like gift too to like cultivate, yeah, like the people that you have, and definitely, which I mean is a whole other challenge. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting people on the bus and then yeah, getting to those right seats so that they enjoy and they find life in what they're doing, and that others usually, if you are working with somebody who's has a lot of joy in what they're doing, it's a lot more fun, mm-hmm. even to experience it than if somebody's doing it as a like, oh, I have to do this. I'm fulfilling my obligation, like my 20 years of service and, you know, faith formation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God bless your dad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. So, all right. Well, I have uh, my, my last takeaway yeah. from this weekend. And one, and it was just um, just the future of the church and, you know, being there with these, like, like a hundred college kids. And, um, I guess that there was like, at least there was like 25,000 registrations to be wow. like a part of the conference, which, you know, that doesn't mean that they, like everyone was necessarily like watched everything or involved in everything or like part of like a small group or something. But, um, but it was just, it was just one of those great moments to be, to see, to look around and be like, our church has a future mm-hmm. and like, it's alive. And, there's a lot like they have a lot of gifts um and i was just thinking just like we need to like be prepared to like cultivate these like and kind of well from what we were just talking about into this is like there's gonna be like a lot of like there i mean going on right now but even just in the next years like there's gonna be more and more like kids graduating from college or you know starting families and getting more involved in the parishes. And it's like, how do we invite them in? Yeah. Cause I mean, I don't think we've been doing a very good job of that yeah, yeah. as, as a church. And I mean, if you look around just on, you know, on the weekends, there's not a ton of young people. Right. And, um, and so like, it was just something that I was like, where, where, 
where are they going? Yeah. You know, and I know that there's like there's a handful of people that like once they graduate from UMD, they just stick around the Newman Center. And like I like you can't really blame them sometime. Like I would like just over this weekend I was just like, Yeah, this is great. This is fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of life. There's yeah. a lot of life here. Mm-hmm. And um and I mean they're in very different parts of life from most people like that are in parishes, so it's it, it is different. Mm-hmm. But it's like um but I was talking to uh, I forget who I was talking to. Maybe Heather. And it was just like these, like these, like they have so much support and like so much is like built up for them to thrive. Mm-hmm. It's like no wonder that like people like, you know, come out and like try to get involved in the parish and just like hit a wall because it's so different. Yeah. <laughs> very know? different. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's a reality of how do we, how do we reach them? How do we encourage them? And, I think there's a natural progression that you go through too when you go from like a Newman Center or a campus ministry experience to a parish experience. It's going to be different. There's no way around it. You know, you're moving from a sort of one uh, set of people that are all the same, similar age, uh, hearing the same message, kind of on the same program to a parish where everybody's kind of doing their own thing and they come there on the weekend together and may or not may or may not see each other the rest of the week, you know, whereas on the college campus, a lot of these people that are involved are seeing each other all the time. It's like, these are my friends. There's people I hang out with. So there's just a lot of, was it last week you used the word synergy? (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of, there's a lot of people feeling connected and community and it's, it's, uh, um, it's sort of easy, you know, and then you get to the parish Mm -hmm. and it's like, Wow, oh, this is really hard. Like, why is this so hard? It's not very fun. Why isn't it any fun? You know. So mm-hmm. it's it's a uh, sometimes we set ourselves up for that, and it's, um, we don't do a good job of trying to cultivate um, that the youth. I guess you know we we form them, we confirm them, and then off they go. And it's like we don't want them back until they're married and ready to register for the parish. And it's like. What about in the in-between? Yeah. How do we care for them in that time? Yeah. And I know, like, this is something that I know, like, we've had conversations just within, like, this parish for, like, the last, I mean, since I've been here, it's, like, almost two years. It's, like, even just connecting the the age groups. Mm-hmm. Because there's definitely, you know, there's the, like, more, more of, like, the retired age group. And then maybe uh, the, like, middle-aged empty nesters group Mm -hmm. but they're still working Mm -hmm. and like that's a whole different group from the retired group and then there's more of like the young families group Mm -hmm. and then there's young adults group and then there's also people that don't really fit into any of those Mm -hmm. yeah and uh and they're all different like age ranges right and then and it's just like man there's so many and and then, and then you go like not only had to, are they in different points of life, but they've all had different experiences, yeah. not just in their person in like their personal life, but then just in church. Yeah, you know, some grew up in different um, like traditions, or some people converted, and some people like like they grew up when mass was this way, mm-hmm. and then some people like like everyone's in such a different part, but it's all the same thing. Mm-hmm. And, there's so many different experiences so it's like there's it's so it's so much difficult it's so hard to 
like build a lot of bridges there. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like a lot of parishes, each of those groups has like one kind of group in that mm-hmm. age group, if if anything. And so people come and they say, I don't, I don't fit with those people, or I don't like relate to them. That my age group or my whatever genre of people, and and so it's like, well, then there's no other options in this parish, so I'm not coming here, or I'll, you know. So it's, how do you how do you help people find community in the life of the parish? Um, I feel like Duluth, at least in our context, we should be able to to look at it. Uh, and we've talked about this on the city level. Like we used to have, and the, the groups kind of crop up from time to time, either young couples or, you know, not married yet, like young Catholics or whatever. We've had these groups in the past. Like when I was here as uh, an assistant over at Cathedral, we had those groups. But they kind of come and go, right? Because people get in that group, then mm-hmm. then they move out of that group because they are married or they're no longer, they're not just uh, a young couple, but now they have three, four kids or whatever. And so it's, you know, it's just a different stage of life than other people. So, um, those groups are hard to minister to because they're, they're always shifting. Right. And, and, uh, not as stable as your parishioners are who are here. They've been here. They're, they have, you know, their, their kids are in the school. So they're, they're kind of a little bit more stable here. Whereas those younger people are always moving and, you know, they're not, they're not established here in the city. They might be um, just living here and working here, but they, they still have ties in their home wherever they lived, wherever they grew up, or whatever. So it's a diff- it's a different group to minister to, and I think Father Mike does a really good job with that with the college students. But we don't have like that in between, you know. Mm-hmm. We really don't have that. I w- I wouldn't say at least I haven't seen it in, in Duluth done in a really dynamic, good solid way and so something we could definitely work on yeah um yeah I mean, you're, you're sort of in that group of like i'm i went to college I, i'm working now not married not um you know necessarily planning to be here forever mm-hmm. uh, who, who knows but what what do you see from your perspective like what's what's it like for you to be in the pews on the weekend, or just what do you see when you look around the parish? It's a good question. Um, yeah, I think, um, especially since I've like been around to a lot of different like places the last like four or five years and been a part of i guess like different parishes and not not like officially Mm -hmm. but just like been going to like you know different parishes and moving around every couple months or whatever uh i think there's definitely a dynamic in the church that like there's and you you hear this like wording sometimes but it's like oh yeah that's kind of like the like young adult church or like that's kind of the that this is the church that has like this label of this is the kind of people that go to it mm-hmm. or like some, something like that. And I think we, we even have that within like the city of Duluth here. Oh yeah. You know, you got St. Ben's they are all the tradies. Yeah. 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 You it's got, like, uh, if you want, if you want this, if you want this, this is where you go. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I won't, I won't tell people what St. Lawrence was labeled or is labeled or whatever, but I'm sure we have our label too, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, that's that 
oh, the cathedral, that's where all the doctors go. <laughs> or the St. James, I don't know, it's where all the people who love beautiful churches go. No. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so, like, th- there's that kind of aspect to the church. And I, uh, th- that it's probably more of, like, a modern wa- modern thought. Mm-hmm. You know, I think um, probably in the, like, 60s, 70s, 80s, it was more of just, like, this is my church because this is where I grew up or this is, like, my local church, mm-hmm. which is probably more the way you're supposed to, like, think about it. Mm-hmm. But then things have just kind of changed so much culturally yeah. that it's more of, like, a church-hopping society, even with even just within, like, the local Catholic church. And I know, like, when I was living in Denver, there was definitely, there was definitely like, like the church that was close to me for, like, the first, or, like, the first place I lived was uh, just, like, not that, like, it was big numbers-wise, but just, like, going to Mass there just, like, gave me so much anger <laughs> sure. because of different, like, little things. Yeah, yeah. And then there's this one church kind of, like, in the heart of, um, like, like closer to like downtown and kind of in like the cool hip area and it's called like uh our our lady of lords or something like that in in like denver and that was like the young adult church and so that was like like the the priest was like an ex folk like focus missionary and sure. like they were doing some of like they were like, like doing some like fun like evangel evangelistic things and like the music was like hip and like all the stuff and you go there and there's just like not there's no one over 40 sure, sure. and we have, we have coffee after mass yeah, <laughs> yeah it's just, there's and, and there's like all these different things and um which is like it's i guess it's not bad that maybe i i guess i don't know if it's bad that churches are that the cultures go in that way um but you kind of see that in like non-denominational or like Protestant churches that they're kind of more based around age groups. Mm-hmm. And when you look at like, um, like the church in general, like that's part of like, kind of like one of my other takeaways was like, everyone has something to give and we all mm-hmm. like help each other with that. And so right. I feel like we take away some of like the richness of our church when we have like, Oh, that's the retired people's parish or something like right, that. Right. But then, then all, and then also like, okay, well, and all those people like pass away, which is going to happen sooner than the young adult church then what's going to happen to that church you right, know like right. like so um or if you know if that priest leaves then what where the, are those people going to just leave or you know like mm-hmm. i think that's like a whole dynamic that's really dangerous yeah um yeah i agree and that's something that i've like really noticed um but then at the same time like it is i think f- for everyone like you um like it you kind of need community and you need people that are similar to you like mm-hmm. no matter like no matter what it is, like we're gravitated towards people who are in the same situation as we are, right? Right. And so, like, yeah, like coming to mass and seeing like a handful of people in their twenties, um, it's just like okay, well, and, it, and it's funny too because I've gotten gotten to know a lot of like the more like fifties plus people. Like I probably know more people who are like twice my age than people who are around 10 years from my age sure. um, just being here, which is just the, that dynamic and that's fine. But it's just kind of funny. Like <laughs> um, <laughs> I remember there was one time um, I was telling someone like, oh yeah, I, I, I met like some new friends at, at the parish and telling about them. And then it was like, yeah, they're like, they're retired. <laughs> and it was just, <laughs> it was just funny because this is it's just, that's not like what you, I guess, just like expect. Yeah. Um, but so like, I think like it is 
difficult for like young young people coming into the church because there's not a lot there for them, mm-hmm. like just within parishes. Um, but also, I, th- I mean, I, I'd have to think that every age group has their own struggles too. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. like, I mean, I could definitely see people who are like married and have kids just be like, well, like life seems so hectic. I don't even know how to, to like get involved or I don't have time to, or like, how do we even get connected to people who are in a similar state as us? Right. Or, yeah. you know, so I, I don't know. Yeah. I think every, every, every category or age group or whatever you want to call it, however you want to slice and dice the parish, every group has its challenges. And, but like you say, they have something to offer too. And so how do we, how do we bring them all together? And I think too, just to encourage people to have friends who are not their same age or whatever. Sometimes we are maybe too looking too much for, I, like when I hang out with somebody that's older than me, that gives me a perspective that I don't have. When I hang out with somebody younger than me, same thing. It gives me a perspective that I don't have. So it's it's good to be kind of stretched, but. I think we all do need peers and people that we can connect with. And so it's it's a different kind of relationship when it's we're on the same page, our lives are on the same sort of road or whatever you want to say. But uh, so it's, I think it's good to have both. But, yeah, challenge. It's a definitely a challenge that we face. Yeah, and I think it's something that we're continually trying to work on and try to be better and, you know, even just – Connecting all those age groups—that's something that I've always uh, like. Everyone's want to think about. I'm like, how do well, how how do like we do this, or how has this been done in the past? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, how do we do this well? Yeah. Yeah, I think you know, looking at if you look at it as a family, the parish is a family. That's sort of the model. Like when you're growing up, you hang out with your cousins who are your same age or whatever, and when you all get together. Like, you know Uncle Joe is, you know Aunt Kathy and everybody, but you don't uh, you don't spend all your time hanging out with Uncle Joe and Aunt Kathy. You hang out with your cousins. You go do stuff with them, but then you all come back. And So there's there's different relationships for different things. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we've, like you say, church world has kind of morphed into this, like it needs to be people that, are, that think and live exactly how I do for me to be comfortable and that's not necessarily the best thing I would say but at the same time we do need to have that like you need to be able to find people that you connect with and can relate to and so forth so yeah the balance is all all things are so mm-hmm. yeah which is the hard part because it, it's 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 easier just to go one way or the other way yeah <laughs> but yeah. to find the balance is, is the hard part mm-hmm. yeah. so. any last takeaways from focus weekend no that that was kind of it um yeah i think it was just uh yeah it was just it was very refreshing so i think i just maybe double down on the like if if you feel weary like that's a sign to to go and you know maybe maybe it looks just like coming to the parish on a saturday for like two hours and just like having some time yeah. you know uh, I, I I don't know, but but that was definitely something that I realized. Like I'm I'm like my state is weary, <laughs> 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 and I need to do like I need like uh, so 
so yeah i think i think that's just the maybe the the final like takeaway that um i double down on so sure well thanks for sharing those insights those are helpful and always good for us to kind of just get take a step back and look at the big picture and and everything so great yeah yeah well thank you for for joining us and uh thank you everyone for listening and we will catch you again next week